Hello, folks. This is your host, Tammy Tucky, and you are now listening to the Tierra Talk Show. We bring you rare interviews with the makers of Disney magic. Whether they be singers, actors, Imagineers, animators, they have all made their mark on the Disney name. Be sure to check out the show notes, other episodes, contests, our social media pages from Facebook to Twitter, and more on our official website at www.thetierratalkshow.com. All guest opinions are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the opinions of the Tierra Talk Show or the host. The Tierra Talk Show is not associated with the Disney Company. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. And from all of us here at the Tierra Talk Show, have a hoop de doo day. I'm a super girl, and I'm here to see the world. I'm gonna know why I feel so alone. I'm excited to welcome this week's Tierra Talk Show guest. Crystal Peterson to the show. Welcome, Crystal. Thank you. I'm glad to have you on the show. And and a lot of people probably know you by your your stage name, Crystal Harris. Of course, a lot of us were introduced, especially girls like me. We were introduced to you <laughs> through the Princess Diaries film in 2001. Doesn't seem like it was 15 years ago, but that was when we kind of were introduced to your lovely singing voice in the, the first few minutes of the film. And you sang... Uh, Supergirl. Yes, that's right. That's yes. right. That was the remix of the original version. That's right. And so when were you called to jump into this project? Well, um, I was at the time I was recording my first really nationally known record. Um, and I was 18 years old at the time. And when we recorded the record, we finished, I think we finished Supergirl kind of midway through the record. And once people at the label started listening to it, I think it was introduced to someone uh, that was connected with Disney. And they had the film Princess Diaries that was at the time being filmed. And they were looking for some music and I think beginning to think about the soundtrack. So uh, they asked, they approached my manager, they asked him um, to ask me how I would feel about having it be be a part of the film. So the label was down for that. And I was, of course, like, well, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think no would be an appropriate answer. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I went ahead and, and went forward with it. And, and they offered to pay for half of the video costs if we would allow them to use it as the theme song of the movie. So that's when we started planning the video shoot. This is also including Anne Hathaway. And I think, was it Robert Schwartzman? He played the boyfriend, and and, yeah. then, and then the cute looking guy. I forget his like name was Derek or something in it. So the three cast members joined you for this music shoot too. That's so much fun. <laughs> yes, it, and it was a lot of fun. I mean, those all three of them were very very sweet. They were very nice to talk, to work with, um, very friendly. Uh, so I I have nothing but positive memories of that. Um, time with them and it was kind of neat to switch gears from a music video to um, more of a film style of yeah like with a more of a storyline to the music video you mean yeah so it was kind of cool that they wrapped that into it and it gave me a chance very new to the international um, world at that point of the music business it gave me a chance really to see what it was like to um, to switch to that type of filming. And I think you may have spent a couple of days just doing like a diner sequence with just Anne. And yes. I, I like it in the music video, they include maybe some behind the scenes bloopers of just you guys laughing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's, re- she's just a really 
a really sweet person, um, very <laughs> personable. And so it was kind of easy for us. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty social, so it was easy for us to just kind of hit it off and chat. And we were both really young, pretty much at the same spot, young in our careers. And, um, you know, her mother was there with her. I mean, she was pretty much at the very beginning of what we all know now to be Anne Hathaway, the Oscar winner. And rumor has it they're going to be bringing back Princess Diaries again because Gary Marshall has been talking to Anne Hathaway. I don't know if you heard about this, but I think it would be really cool if they brought you and Myra back because your songs were the beginning and closing of the film that that a lot of us just remember, and that's what we associate sure. with the Princess Diaries. Or if we're thinking about Princess Diaries, we associate those songs with it. So I hope they you know, call you back and ask you to do another song. <laughs> oh, that would be really cool, actually. And really wild. That would be a wild, whoa, that would be a trip. Well, you're also, you're a songwriter, correct? Like you you write your own lyrics and music, right? Yeah. I honestly, for me, it comes in as a part of my life. So I have feelings about a lot of different things. And I feel like over the years, I've become a better songwriter in part to the fact that I've become better at, at accepting what's happening right now in inside of me, inside of my mind, and really looking at that and being connected to it and realizing that that in itself is a song. I mean, our feelings and thoughts at any given moment are part of our human experience and can be translated into any form of art or any form of activity, really. I mean, some of our most brilliant you know, human beings that have lived, I think, have channeled their life experience into what they do and have shown a brilliance because of it. Um, and of course, have connected with tons of people because we all relate to that. We all have the same experiences. But when it's put in different contexts like that, we experience it in multifacets. You know, we experience it in lots of different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I don't necessarily always sit down and decide to write a song. For me, a song comes out of an experience, a feeling, an emotion, anything like that. And then I, what I do choose to do is I choose to be mindful of that in that moment. If it's something that's really strong and consumes me, that's, be- that's one thing that's made music continue to be very special to me, is that I've realized it, it is a part of my personal life. It's not just a business. It's not just... Um, something that I do to get attention or because I'm great at it. It's something that I do because I'm compelled to do it. And I was reading the story you had on your website, which I'm going to plug here at www.crystalpeterson.com. You were referring to a moment during your opening act for the Backstreet Boys. Well, actually, you know what? I'll let you explain. It's one. Of, it was one of those moments for me where I just had a realization. I had so much, so many wonderful things going on around me at the time, and at this point, I had already done, I believe, a South American leg of the tour with the Backstreet Boys, and they. They are really wonderful people. I always want to let people know that they are real people with hearts and they are they're good people. They really are. They they've always cared about me. I still keep in touch with with some of them on a regular basis and um they're just people with good hearts. I I mean, I know I just said that, but they really are. So what I'm about to talk about is really a personal experience and I would not have had this start of this realization as strongly as I did had I not been given this opportunity. Um, So 
that's, I guess that could be a full book in and of itself. But, um, <laughs> but I will say I was, I was on stage that night because my opening set was about 30 minutes long. And I went out on stage that night and I was in the middle of my set. I was toward the end of the set. I usually always did Supergirl was the last tune. And then after that, I would sit down at the piano with no music at all because the, the most, most of my show at the time was tracked. And they wanted to give me a chance to do something without tracked music. So I sat down at the piano and I usually did the song I'll Be There by Michael Jackson, um, my own version. And I, I would just play the piano and sing it. And this night in particular, um, the piano, which, by the way, when a lot of times when people tour with pianos, not everybody, but a lot of shows, it's a shell, a piano shell with a keyboard brain in it so that it travels better because pianos are super heavy. So it's hard to travel with those on tour. Um, so I'm assuming this is why they do this. So, that, so there's a shell of a piano and there's a keyboard inside, but it looks like a big white piano. And I'm playing it in the middle of my last song, I'll Be There, the piano goes out. I had been thinking before this moment about how how much over the last few months before that, how much I, I felt like this was different from what I had been doing growing up. And I didn't know exactly how it was different, but it was like the format that I was in, I was starting to feel trapped in as if I couldn't really get to the people because of the way that I was being presented. And I mean, everything was cool. It just didn't, something didn't feel right. So when that piano went out, I thought, Actually, I don't, I don't think I did. I don't think I thought about anything, actually. I grabbed the microphone off the stand, really not thinking about anything. And I walked out to the front of the stage with the mic and just continued to sing the song. And I finished out the song. And I remember feeling so free in that moment that I could walk away from what was programmed for me to do. And it was like I remembered that that was part of how I learned and and part of what I loved about music. And I grew up with my mother, who's a jazz musician, and my father, who's a self-taught rock musician. And both of them approach music in a pretty improvisational way, meaning that they approach it from a, um, here are the chords I'm going to play, but I have the freedom to go in and around those chords and do what I'd like to do with it. Jazz music is really one of the best. Jazz and gospel are really some of the best uh, examples of this. Um, and so in that moment, I feel, I think I feel like I had a, re a realization that that was where I really wanted to go. Now, I didn't really know how to get there from where I was at the time, but at the end of that song, the entire arena just erupted in noise. I mean, it was so loud. They were screaming and stomping their feet so loudly. It was such a huge affirmation, a huge moment of like, whoa. This is something real just happened here. Because e people usually ended my set with applause, but this was something different. This was like people were like screaming from their bellies and like pounding on the floor. They were so excited about it. And I think we both had this, this moment together, which is the thing that I crave so much in music, is being able to, whatever I write, for it to not only be authentic and, and real, but for it to be so real that 
it's happening now between me and the audience. And I like to write songs that I'm free to connect with the audience in that way. So that was that night. That was like kind of the first realization I had had in a long time. Of course, it was scary. People will think, you know, oh gosh, you know, well, you're already successful. I mean, I'm, I'm 18, 19 years old at this point, And there are a lot of people around me who are more experienced in a lot of ways and who are in the business and know a lot more than me. I gained a lot more great experiences. Um, I ended up signing with William Morris, which is one of the largest agencies in the world for film, television, and music, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I signed with an agent that was quite and is still quite well known in the business and uh, learned a lot from her and learned a lot about acting. And she asked me if I wanted to be in some films and television shows. And so I, I said I'd love to. And not long after that, Country Bears came down the pike, starring as myself in that, and ended up doing a video for that, the video that came out of the of the appearance in the film, the musical performance, that actually I felt was cl a little bit closer to who I was. It had a little bit more of a live band feel. You know, it was open and very, you know, it was a little flashy, which was cool. It gave me a chance yeah. to move around a bit more and... Um, so that was really fun. That was super fun. And those bears were insane to be with. I mean, you would forget that they were not real. Li I did, seriously. It, until the guy took the hat off, like the head off completely. <laughs> and it took two people to operate those bear suits. Well, what's weird is that after I left Los Angeles, which was probably two and a half years after the tour ended with Backstreet, when the tour concluded, I was stayed in town for for a couple more years and did a lot of auditions and I did the I ended up scoring a role on Touched by an Angel, a starring role on an episode, and almost twenty three at the time, and uh, packed up all the stuff that I had there into my little Honda Civic, and I drove back to Indiana to live with my parents for a short time because I just needed to catch my breath for a minute and I was questioning and thinking about so many different core things that I was really overwhelmed at the time <laughs> and I didn't have a lot of money left from my um, you know my time with my manager and and in the industry and that's a whole nother I guess that'll go into my tell-all book at some point um, but <laughs> but I I ended up later taking a gig for Opryland, the corporation Opryland, doing a big Christmas show and ran into Victor Wooten, the bassist who was on the Country Bears soundtrack and ended up recording with him. And that later turned into what was my re-entrance into the music career, excuse me, into my music career, which was probably four or five years ago now. He ended up having me come on tour with him as the lead singer of his band. Um, and he's a jazz artist. And that's where I find myself now, kind of in a jazz soul. Uh, some people say it's still a little poppy, but I don't know. I don't really classify it much anymore. But that it was just one of those weird things where you run back into somebody in a very weird way, where at the time you didn't even know they were there. <laughs> While prepping for this interview, I was looking at some of your performances with your new band, which is Crystal Peterson and the Queen City Band. Again, you can find out more information about tour dates to go see Crystal and the entire band at www.crystalpeterson.com. I'll put the links in the show notes below so listeners can check it out and like their Facebook fan page. And before we wrap up, I have three Disney questions I always ask my guests. Great. I call them the Fab Three. So uh, we'll start with the Donald one, which 
which is as a child, what Disney film was one of your favorites to see on Laserdisc or VHS tape? Oh, Alice in Wonderland, by far. <laughs> and our goofy question, what Disney character do you think would be your best friend if you met them in person? Oh, gosh. Maybe Aladdin. And our Mickey question, if I asked you to name any Disney song at this very moment, what immediately comes to mind? Oh, A Whole New World. Again, I have to thank you so much for coming on the show, Crystal. We hope to have you back on if you're releasing a new album anytime soon. I know you have music already up on your website. So again, I'm going to encourage listeners to head over there and check out and see what the latest and greatest Crystal is up to. And and hopefully Princess Diaries 3 will come out and we'll hear your lovely voice again on that album. That would be really cool. That would be I would laugh and it would bring me a lot of joy to see that circle back around. That would be interesting. <laughs> you have to write a duet and then see if Anne Hathaway will sing it with you. Now that would be really cool. <laughs> that's a brilliant that's a brilliant idea. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me and it's great to be able hopefully I'll be able to connect with um with some folks that I have lost over the years through throughout, you know, me leaving me, me leaving the industry and coming back. So I hope we made some reconnections here too. So thanks for giving me the opportunity and it's great to meet you. You're a joy. Hey, 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 hey.